0: Everyone, I am Kim Cox
1: and I'm Sarah Day
0: and this is the book lovers movie club um, Baker's Dozen edition this is our 13th episode Woo-woo. Um, And we are continuing with our Christmas theme um, for this month. And this week we are talking about my favorite Christmas movies with the 1954 American Christmas musical White Christmas and the 1989 American Christmas comedy film National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, And these are definitely standard Every year, almost every year, watches in my house. So uh, I can't wait to talk about those with you. Um, Sarah, have you been watching anything interesting, fun, or reading anything interesting and fun? Um,
1: so I realized after we talked last week that there is one other little Christmas movie that has sort of entered our atmosphere. And that is the Sean the Sheep. Oh yeah. Um, Christmas special. It's like 30 that's minutes so long. Cute. Um and my son found it a couple of years ago. Now we watch it at least twice a year and it is very very funny. So I don't I don't object to that at all. Um but so of course we watched that. Um and I went to see Saltburn. Did you? Which is like the opposite of a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah, I, that's <laughs> my impression, possible.
1: but I haven't seen it. Um I I don't even know how to talk about this movie. I feel like I can't talk about this movie. Um, the acting is incredible. If you saw Emerald Fennel's first movie, Promising Young Woman.
0: Oh, I haven't actually seen okay. it. It's I been on my list for I highly recommend that one.
1: It's, they're, both of these movies are like gut punches. Mm. But um, Promising Young Woman is kind of like if you took a revenge fantasy that normally would be like Liam Neeson movie or something, you know? Uh-huh. <clears throat> and you were like, what if it was a woman instead? And she's yeah. not going to go on like a rampage, right? Like she's not hunting down and, and shooting people, Um, but she's going to find ways to get revenge. Like that's basically what it is. It's a revenge fantasy from a woman's right. perspective. And it's really incredible. And the ending is kind of like divisive.
0: I actually um, think I know what the ending is. I've stumbled upon it by accident yeah. over the years. We won't spoil it here. Um, but but beware if you look Isn't... into it, if you're interested in the movie and you look into it online yeah, there's you a... accidentally see the ending so yeah
1: because people were like i need to talk about this ending yeah. and so yeah spoilers abounded um saltburn is kind of like she's riffing on like Head revisited and um talented mr ripley and several other things um and so it's there's a sort of mean spiritedness to Saltburn that you're kind of like invited to revel in. Interesting, um, but the performances in both movies these are incredibly cast movies. Yeah. Um, so even when there are weaknesses, because I don't think Saltburn is as strong a script, um, the performances just sort of carry it. It's really and it's visually very interesting. Uh, but I don't know how you you say his name. I think it's Barry Keoghan. Uh
0: no, um, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Irish actor, he's been doing stuff. And the only other thing I've ever seen him in was The Eternals, which is the worst Marvel movie.
0: Well, he's in Banshees of Inishharon. Which I refuse to see. So
1: oh, but no. I
0: know I can't Oh, it's because of your things.
1: thing. Yeah. Because of the- Um, I read some spoilers and found a trigger and I was like, no, I'm good, thanks. Um and uh I also don't like Martin McDonough that much. Hmm. So Well, but, I love um, Banshees
0: of sharon but understood. Understood. That
1: he's the lead in Saltburn and he yeah. is incredible. Um, and if he doesn't get nominated for everything, I'm going to be surprised. And Rosmond Pike uh-huh. is also just amazing in this. So like it's a movie that you leave feeling kind of icky um, and it crosses some lines that I thought for sure it was going to just be like suggestive of. Yeah. And so they were like, no, no. Well, no. there's this. I, <laughs> gonna I, I hang see, out with this scene for a while. There's a like a
0: little teaser clip that I've seen where she is talking to uh, Barry. What's his name? And that I, am gonna get the quote kind of wrong, I think, but she, I know she says something like, you know, I was lesbian for a while. Yes. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> women are just, women are just so wet, and men are just so lovely <laughs> nice and, and dry. dry.
1: <laughs> That's her character. I was like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> Is so She is so funny in this. It's unbelievable. Um, And then, you know, Richard E. Grant is here and I love him. He's one of those character actors that you always wish was more famous. And then from time to time, he pops up and does something like people notice. Um, And in this one, he's sort of very, very, he's given very little to do until he gets a couple of really incredible scenes near the end. Um, And then Jacob Elordi, who I was already raving about in Priscilla,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: here he's playing this like, you know, college golden boy. And he's perfect casting for it. Um, and also, this kid can do every accent, apparently, because he's yeah. Australian and he's doing like this posh British accent in Saltburn. And he's this perfect Southern accent in Priscilla. And I'm just like, listen, man, I think you may have some talent. Who knows? People, people are going to notice. Um, but so, yeah, I really liked it. But I would say it's not as good as Promising a Woman, but it's also different from anything else I've seen in a while.
0: Well, I may not get to see it in theaters, given the particular constraints of my life um, and not being able to take small children to see movies like. No, they, or... they should not. Well, oh, you shouldn't. No. You can.
1: <laughs> I would I really you not recommend probably it.
0: probably shouldn't.
1: But it was uh, one of those movies where it was just me and one other guy in the theater. And I was like. Praying that he found it funny in the same places that I would because otherwise oh, I was yeah. gonna feel like a really questionable human. <laughs> like, so funny. like, how am I coming across that I found this funny? Yeah, um, but luckily, he apparently had the same sense of humor that I did.
0: Yeah, that makes me think of this time when um, it was after my master's program was done. And before I started the PhD, and I was working as a, a vet tech and decided I wanted to probably go back to school. But I was taking some classes for teacher certification stuff, but you also, I also had to take some like random classes or maybe I just wanted to take this class. I don't remember. It was <laughs> a film class. And I remember uh, we were like, we screened movies in this big auditorium with a big like movie projector screen. Anyway, it was like a classroom, but it also had this big screen. So we got to screen these movies in a cool way. And one of the movies that we watched was Train Spotting. And I was laughing at certain moments of the movie because it's dark movie, yeah. but it's got humor. And I was laughing at these certain moments. And there was one other person in the class who was <laughs> also laughing at these moments, at the same moments. And then other, pretty much just felt like everyone else in the class would be like, what is wrong with you <laughs> when Breaks. we were laughing? And so I, like, we immediately became friends, this <laughs> other guy and I, like right after class, we we're like, so that's funny, right? <laughs> Thank God so, I'm not alone. <laughs> thank God it's not just me. I would, be, yeah. What's wrong with me? Um, yeah. Okay,
1: that's, that's awesome. That's how. That's why I like communal movie watching experiences. Yeah, I yeah. just wish that everyone I was in a community w- with watching a movie had the same rules for movie watching as me. I know. I know. Um. So yeah, okay, you do. This was yeah. Anyway, so I would say uh, if you when you do get to watch it, we should talk about it because yeah, man, for
0: yeah. sure um yeah if how about
1: you what you've been reading or watching
0: um what have I been reading or watching I randomly I watched Tenet oh um, for, I was just I talking don't,
1: to someone about that the other day
0: why did I watch it because <laughs> you said you said something about it and I was like I'll try this movie I did not like it um <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> not super surprising um you know I didn't like Inception either I like, wasn't
1: a huge fan either.
0: It's got some, it's fine, but it just definitely thinks it's smarter than it actually is.
1: This is my entire issue with Christopher Nolan. I'm with <laughs> yes. you. Yes. I watched watch sure, the movie. I
0: agree. <laughs> I'm not sure why I thought I should watch Tenet, but um, I felt the same way. And I'm like, this doesn't actually make any sense when you break it down. And so yeah. I'm done here. And you could tell that like, Christopher Nolan definitely thinks it does make sense. If only you understand. (laughs) And (laughs) if you watch it a few more times. And really think about it. Then you'll understand how this time travel stuff is working. Anyway. um,
1: Yeah. That's everything I've read about it. Is that it's sort of like. Incomprehensible plot. With like a cast. That would be great if the script made any sense. But.
0: Yeah. It's just. The script's not great. Right. Yeah. And it's not just that it doesn't make sense because it's a it's about like time travel stuff. And so it's on some level just not gonna make sense. Yeah. Right. You have to stop thinking too hard about all time travel scenarios or else you just loop back on yourself and go crazy. Um, and in this movie in particular, because they're literally doing that, like looping back and people are going backwards and forwards. And it's like scenes happen in reverse but not really only part of the anyway it's very it likes itself a lot um (laughs) but the script itself is just not very interesting you would think it would be very interesting given its premise but it's boring just boring anyway um for some reason like robert pattinson's in it and i was like okay so now i've seen now i've seen what's his name edward cullen (laughs) yeah correct I, is his name. Yes. I never read any I never read any of the books or watched any of the movies <laughs> I say with pride and of some snobbishness but I never did um but I'm like now I've seen him in two things because I saw The Lighthouse and I he's pretty good and no, he's
1: he's legitimately a good actor
0: and so I was like let me see what else uh he's in so I ended up watching um this movie called Bellamy which yeah. is, got, have you seen it? It's got Uma Thurman no, and but I know of it. Yeah. Christina Ricci and I'm forgetting who else, but, um, and his performance in that got p- pretty widely panned, but I thought it was quite good. Um, But I was I'm thinking of this right now from what you just said, because like, he's doing all the accents in all these <laughs> movies and like, He just does all sorts of different accents all the time. He's like never just himself. So it's kind of interesting. I think he's a legitimately strange
1: person. And I think he
0: enjoys doing weird parts.
1: Like I think he's like, what can I make that's going to make people uncomfortable? Uh Or absolutely let me do this like odd thing.
0: Like I was reading about something when I was reading one of the reviews, I ended up going down some little rabbit hole about it and found out um that exactly that like once twilight was done he was like looking for projects that were weird yeah like he wanted to do some weird stuff to um, be fair
1: twilight itself is, twilight really is weird. fucking weird twilight is weird for Except sure Except that it was mainstream weird so people right. refused to acknowledge all of the things about it that were bananas yes and patten was in every single interview he was like this is crazy The Mm -hmm. stuff is bananas. Mm -hmm. Stephanie Meyer is not okay, (laughs) (laughs) over and over and over again, and a lot Uh, of people really disliked him for for speaking up against these movies that were making millions of dollars. But I was like, legitimately though, they're I've said legitimately a lot in this podcast. Feel free to edit some of those out.
0: That is legitimately Um, okay.
1: He (laughs) he doesn't have to think they're good, right? No, and and I think he sort of plays Edward Cullen. I know you just said you haven't watched these movies. I have watched them a lot except for the last one which i've seen exactly once and was like that's enough i'm done now is that one Um, with the weird baby or which one's with the weird baby the the weird baby yes she's very upsetting right yeah Yeah. everything from her name on um but he is actively playing this part as though the movies are in on the joke Mm -hmm. and so he's he you know and i think Kristen stewart gets a lot of um bad press for them too but like Bella is a deeply boring character.
0: Yeah. And she's actually very, she's a very very good actress. actress, I know. So
1: I'm like, these two just really, they, they had a great time making them because they were laughing at the whole thing the whole time. Yeah. And they walked away with their millions and now they can go off and make their weird little movies and she can go be princess Diana and he can go be really whatever he wants. And yeah, all
0: sorts of weirdness. Yeah.
1: But yeah, he's, I think he's, um, I think he's the kind of celebrity who's like the celebrity thing is annoying and I hate that it goes along with the job that I like to do. Mm-hmm. And I think she is too to some extent. Like,
0: yeah, I, I like to so. do this job. I wish people would leave me alone. Otherwise. Yeah. 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 It seems that way. So that's what I've been up to. And also um, you know, baking some Christmas cookies with my kids and that yeah. sort of thing. And and watching watching some movies do you want to talk about some christmas yeah let's talk about you your movies
1: out? i know you don't watched... like christmas movies <laughs> um well and um i hadn't watched white christmas in like five years and i had never seen national lampoon so these i watched alone i wasn't sure if national lampoon was something i could watch with my kid
0: um uh,
1: probably i think no but with my kid because yeah.
0: um of the things there's, that
1: like stress him out
0: there's some sexually suggestive stuff in there there's a yeah. of swearing so it depends it would depend on your kid but yeah my kids I watched it by myself I did not watch it with my kids <laughs> yet they are not old enough I think my particular kids um but let's start with White Christmas which I should have with- watched
1: with my kid but I think you would have left the room
0: yes my would too <laughs> I was I even mentioned it I was like I can put White Christmas on tv and they're like no boring so I, just <laughs> gonna, I think i'd have to be on in the background every year until they until are until they sit down <laughs> appreciate it they'll understand i hope all right so of course we are talking about the 1954 white christmas directed by michael curtis and starring bing crosby as bob wallace danny Kay as phil davis rosemary clooney as betty and vera ellen as judy do you happen to know sarah why vera ellen has a hyphen in her name and that's the only name there's no other name. no idea i was actually
1: I fell down to vera ellen wikipedia because um i was like have i ever seen this woman in anything else and yeah. then you find so many weird things on the internet uh-huh. um
0: but nobody talked about why she hyphenates her name it's very It's. i mean it's, is it like she, so it's like, like vera, they wrote her first name it's like vera hyphen ellen and she doesn't have a last name no last name i think is what's happening interesting
1: i don't know but the internet would love to tell you about why her she always wears high necklines
0: um why does she if you so notice you don't in, see in her in her in, in
1: white christmas every single outfit she wears uh-huh. has like a yeah a turtleneck or a high neck yeah and the internet is just sure it's because she had an eating disorder and her neck no apparently she just liked them they looked
0: good on her she had a nice neck like yeah she did i alone. i have read that she did have an eating disorder there's a lot of
1: speculation that she did she's she,
0: quite thin she's very thin and if you are looking at her and you're like she's quite thin there's certain scenes towards the end of the movie in particular when they're doing all the rehearsals in um at the inn where she's got these like belts on and her yes. waist is like just wildly small it um, reminds
1: me of watching the end of chicago Mm. And you see Renee Zellweger next to C- Catherine Zeta-Jones and you're like, wow, Catherine Zeta-Jones looks so much bigger uh-huh. than Renee Zellweger. And you have to be reminded that she is a completely small human. Yes. Renee Zellweger is just a much tinier person. Right.
0: And Vera Ellen was a small. Was just a
1: very tiny person. Petite. But then Rosemary but- Clooney standing next to her looks like she's a giant.
0: Yeah. And so- on her own, you see Rosemary Clooney and you realize that she is also quite, quite a petite human <laughs> but comparatively anyway okay You're so, Ellen,
1: but I have no idea what the hyphen's about sorry about I don't either a
0: total derailment of your question so um, the, the quick synopsis of this movie is that um Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye Bob Wallace and Phil Davis they meet um while, while they're serving together in World War II they're in the same what what's the <laughs> same group <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm like is platoon the word we want i'm not even sure that's the right armed
0: forces Same i don't know <laughs> military group that has a word that we don't know cohort class cohort. I don't... <laughs> you, need ac- you need an academic term for we can come up with that but yep. the military term clearly we've not we're...
1: equipped sorry oh, so they hunger. hang out together
0: in the war <laughs> yes they knew each <laughs> other during the war okay <clears throat> uh, okay and after the war, um, they team up together and they are um, a, a double act, uh, singing and dancing, at vaudeville style. Yeah. Right. And eventually kind of break out and are um, and are doing their act in other kind of arenas. And they get very famous. OK, um, so they're this this famous act and. Um, at the very end of the war, Danny Kaye saves Bing Crosby at this moment when they're the place where they are is getting bombed and he's about to, Bing Crosby is about to be hit by a falling wall and Danny Kaye grabs him and gets him out of the way and injures his shoulder, um, in the process. And he's constantly bringing up the, like, I hurt my shoulder saving your life. So you owe me, uh, so it's a running joke, um, in the movie. Okay. So the war is over. They're famous, all this stuff. Um, and then we, um, meet the, um, the Haynes sisters, Rosemary Clooney as Betty, Vera Allen as Judy. They are sisters. The Haynes sisters, they sing the famous song Sisters, Sisters. sisters. They were never such devoted sisters. And we could go on. They got the fans. Um, with, they've got the big blue fans. And the, so they've got the, the girl singing double act. And it's very cute. Um and they sing at these like dinner clubs, summer yeah. clubs, right? Um, they're the little entertainment during um during dinner and they only have the one song it would I I mean there's one the their wardrobe is very limited yes and they but really they were like we have to go we're on again later and then it's like (laughs) really just the one song on this musical you wrote a lot of songs for the finale stuff you could have given them another song exactly Um, at any rate um So uh, Betty and Judy, their brother, happened to serve with Bob and Phil during the war. And so um, Judy, Vera Allen's character, um, schemes her way into getting... uh, Wallace and Davis to come and take a look at their act, to watch their act and give them some pointers by saying that their brother wanted them to, to come and take a look. But really, the brother's been in Alaska for the last three months, and it's just a scheme. So this is how they meet. This is how they all get into the same place, and they meet. Um, sparks fly all around right away. Um, and then because of various um, things that happen, um, they haven't paid for their uh, their rental bill because some, they burned a hole in the carpet, and they're trying Trying to uh, the landlord's trying to bilk them out of $500 and they have to uh, run away out a window. And um, Wallace and Davis give them their train tickets and yada yada yada. Um, we get to see Wallace and Davis do the sister act, um, in their costumes with the fan, <laughs> and then they all end up together on a train, um, headed to Vermont. Um, and Foster or, sorry, not Foster, Wallace and Davis are supposed to go to New York, um, but. Uh, Danny Kaye's character um, convinces Bing Crosby to go on to Vermont because that's where the Haynes sisters are booked for the holidays. So they head up to Vermont. They realize there's no snow. Um, Mm -hmm. The inn that they were going to stay at has nobody staying there because there's no snow. Um, And so they are going to have to cancel um, the act they end up staying um, and yeah. Wallace and Davis bring their whole crew up there to like put on a show and get some people into the end to see the show and p- buy dinner and maybe stay at the end and love ensues. And you know, the best things happen while you're dancing and there's lots of dancing in the movie. And they're counting your um, blessings instead of sheep, et cetera. Right. You count your blessings instead of <laughs> sheep. They're liverwurst sandwiches and buttermilk. Um, <laughs>
1: that has always struck me i was yeah. like is he just coming up with the most disgusting things or was this actually how people ate in the 50s i've never yeah known. i
0: think people really just drank buttermilk i know my mom <laughs> likes buttermilk so yes um oh, judy tells betty one night um because she's trying to get uh, she's trying to get her sister um to kind of pair up um with bing crosby's character um so she's like uh, if you can't sleep, why don't you go downstairs and have some sandwiches? There's some there's some sandwiches and some buttermilk. Um, so she goes down and gets to have a lovely little scene alone with Bing Crosby, um, and he has this whole little thing about like whatever what you eat determines what you dream about. Yes, yeah. And he's like, if I eat a, I don't remember. I don't remember if I what a, he's eating. But a turkey he's sandwich, I dream about a tall, tall blonde. Oh, wow. If I if I eat this other kind of sandwich, I'll, I'll dream about a brunette, but ooh, she's sexy. And and Betty yeah. said actually I was what like, he they liverwurst? say the word sexy in the fifties? I, I was surprised
1: too. I was like, that seems um, like it got right past sexy, the sensors. sexy." Okay.
0: Yeah. Mm. And she's like, what if you dream about, what if you eat liverwurst? And he says, you dream about liverwurst and that's <laughs> the, the joke, but I um, mean, so
1: the plot is I've always reminded that in the fifties, musicals didn't require a plot. Mm-hmm. They just required like reasons for songs to exist. Yes. Um, and I had forgotten, and or had melded this one with others. Like I know I've seen Holiday Inn. I know I've seen several other mm-hmm. like Bing Crosby esque, right? Berlin e musicals from the era. Um, I had forgotten how much of the movie is devoted to like rehearse dress rehearsals for the right. show. Yep. just so they could have an excuse to have like have lots another of dance song. numbers
0: and so. On. And yes, yeah. here's Vera
1: yeah. Ellen dancing some more. Yep. Um and uh and some of them are legitimately good and Mm -hmm. some of them are just very silly um and some of them are borderline offensive like the minstrel show when you're like this is unnecessary but at least it's not blackface it's not a blackface
0: but other um yeah but
1: like it's all very thin right so the the idea that it's all sort of being held together by men like manufactured motivations so judy wants betty to get married because she's like betty's always taking care of me and she won't she won't look out for herself until i'm taken care of mm-hmm. so let's get
0: engaged fake <laughs> engagement but <laughs> actually Jimmy I mean, really and, does and Judy like...
1: uh reaction to the fake engagement is fascinating to me yeah he's um, like oh god oh no beautiful woman um, <laughs> but like the whole thing hinges on the fact that the inn is owned by their like beloved general yes who wants to go back to the army. Yeah, it's so sad. Because he's, like, failing as an innkeeper, but also just his sense of purpose is, like... Yes.
0: he's he's lost. It's so the sad. War, the war ends. He buys this... They, they say at one point that he, like, bought a barn and stuff, and he spent a bunch of money and a lot of effort renovating it and making it into this really lovely inn um, with this big open area with a stage so that it could be like a supper club as well right yeah. um, which is just ever so convenient <laughs> for what's happening in the movie um, but it's not doing well and it's not his fault there's no snow um, but it makes him think that he you know he has no purpose he's failing at this so he's going to re-enlist for active duty and they're going to try to give him a desk job but they can't put him on a desk and. And he's written to someone who he knows so that he can get reinstated. And the guy mails him back and is like, "I love your joke. Your letter was just so funny. I really enjoyed the joke. We all had a laugh." And it's It's like, "Oh, they (laughs) didn't even take him seriously. Oh,
1: sad, letting him down easy, right?" But this is where this movie always confuses me because I somehow don't follow the Rosemary Clooney,
0: like his. Oh, why she's mad? Yes, I'm like so. Wallace and Davis have have realized that, like, they're going to bring their whole troupe, their whole theater troupe, dance troop people up there for, like, Christmas Eve to try to drum up some business for the inn. And they are going to try to get as many people from their squadron, the battalion, word, group, troop? whatever... <laughs> It was the people if they the word is with, troop for both, then, then we're obviously idiots. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the people who the general was in charge of. Um, <laughs> this is so sad. Um, they're going to try to get them up there. Okay. Um, but how in the world are they going to do that so quickly? How are they going to get the word out? Okay. Well, Bob Wallace is famous, right? Yep. They're famous. And so he just happens to know the person who like runs this show. Right. And so he is going to go on TV and announce it right hey here's what we're doing if you were in this group, group. <laughs> if you were it then come up here christmas eve we know it's a lot to ask but as many of you as can come up here come up here we're going to surprise the general um with all of you being here okay um and the guy who's in charge of the show he's like why don't we put it on tv and that way everybody can see it and it'll drum up some free business and free advertisement for you and the, and for the show. And um, Betty, Rosemary Clooney's character, overhears this part about like free publicity, drumming up business. And Bob Wallace says, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to put it on TV. We're just going to have it here. No TV. Let it go. And the guy's like, all right. But she thinks They're just doing it for the free publicity, and so she gets very upset. She thought he was doing this selfless, kind thing for the general, and then she's like, "Oh, he was just doing it for the publicity, um, and to you know make himself look good." It's a misunderstanding, Sarah. But they've Uh,
1: already had their kiss, and so you think everything
0: is lost, and so she leaves, and then she have her beautiful song about how love has done her wrong and she has um and one of the dancers is um Bernardo from yes West I saw Side that story George, um George Chikras Chik- uh, uh something like I that. I forget um very recognizable though if you yes. know West Side Story at all you'll be like who is hey! that random extra dancer dancing with <laughs> Rosemary Clooney <laughs> um yeah before he was famous for that part um, and we get to showcase Rosemary Clooney's stunning voice in that mm-hmm. song, um, yeah. And then it all works out in the yeah, end. Yeah, and
1: we get to see the and big it show, and it's and knows. they sing White Christmas. No. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I so a couple of things. This movie, uh, I have a soft spot for musicals and the lack of logic and and plot. Same. Um, I will happily sit and watch a plot-free any just any excuse to sing and dance give um, me some and I, tap dancing yes and i like a lot of the songs in this but there's also like this you know very specific mid 20th century um like pro army thing like mm-hmm. what do you do with yeah. the general and i wish i was back in the army and like um just you know really horrible horribly fake looking sets when they're in the war but you know everyone's in costume and they have their Yay, USA kind of stuff, like this underlying mm-hmm. patriotism um or nationalism. Um, which is always such an interesting contrast to the girls and their like love, everything love, yeah love, like um, and, and I'm not sure that that necessarily like anyone thought real hard about how to get those pieces put together. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I do enjoy the basic idea that yeah, hundreds of people are just gonna go to Vermont just
0: and they, sing and, dance and they and, and they definitely do yeah and definitely and see snow. do yeah um yeah i mean we could i think there are lots of really interesting things to think about and talk about regarding the kind of pro america pro-military pro-soldier pro-war yeah. even um sentiments that are happening in this movie that was uh, made in in 1954 um yeah. There, the only bad thing that happened during the war is that Phil Davis got a small injury to his shoulder. That's yeah. it. The only bad <laughs> thing that happened. No one died. <laughs> All those bombs went off and nobody got hurt. Um, yeah. So um there is there's no reflection whatsoever on any negative aspect of war. Um, even yeah. like there's a sense of longing that the war was still happening right because they've lost their place and the general has lost his place but even um even the number at the end of the movie um gee i wish i was back in the the army. army the army wasn't really bad at all um, yeah and, <laughs> and there the, were all these girls yeah yeah the like, men wild. the men got three square meals a day and yeah. all their clothes were picked out for them yeah. and the girls got to just pick the age the <laughs> weight <laughs> the size um, of the men that they wanted such uh, healthy so reflections it was always it was, always, it was of of just war. lovely it was all yeah. just lovely um and now they have to like work for a living and make their own decisions and romance is just fraught and it's all so complicated everything is so
1: much harder now that it's peacetime.
0: yeah i know i um yeah.
1: i also think that the danny k character danny k i love like mm-hmm. i think he's and i know last week we were like was he singing in the rain because that's the kind of thing where you expect him to pop up in these sort of well, like the
0: character okay comedic so sidekick roles
1: but he's a very name. good dancer and he's a very yes. good um performer in general and they just ask him to do these outrageous overreactions and to everything. Yeah. Um, and then he's surprised to discover, oh my gosh, I am in love with Judy. Like, <laughs> how did yeah, this happen? I just wanted to be a bachelor.
0: Yes, um, he's well, and she she is presented as kind of coming on very strong. Yes. Right. And so yes. he's like, what's happening? Um and but it's it's very strange um because they have a they have chemistry from the very beginning. Yes. I mean he's like,
1: obsessed with her blue blue eyes. And they have brown those,
0: eyes. Blue eyes. Yeah, sorry. She has brown <laughs> eyes. Yes. Vera Allen has brown eyes because Rosemary Clooney's are Clooney has the big blue, blue eyes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they have that dance number together right after they meet, right? Yes. Best things happen. Best while things dancing. happen. And it's a beautiful number. It is a beautiful number. Um, and so his discomfort with their relationship progressing to kissing is very strange Um, as is
1: the fact that ben crosby is incredibly charming and smooth in every interaction with rosemary clooney as though he somehow and like the suggestion that he needs a push but like obviously he can handle a woman like he's ready with the sandwiches and the
0: liverwurst talk He's sick and tired of these beautiful women being shoved at him. Um <laughs> there's the great scene early in the movie where um Phil is trying to set him up. They're, they're he's trying to like set to orchestrate like a double date, right? And so yes. he's introducing um he's <laughs> introducing Bob to this these chorus girls, right? Um and oh. the- and he says and and he's like hi and she's like mutual i'm sure Mutual, i'm sure Um, which doesn't make any sense in context but then right (laughs) after that i'm gonna get the quote wrong but after that when he's like "Uh, yeah we got somewhere to be not tonight maybe some other time bye and she's like well how do you like that not so much as a what is and then she says what is it um say goodbye have an apple have, have an apple. apple have an apple oh, that's so funny and, so, um, and she shows up later as yeah, she, she reappears to the end but yeah he's not so much having as it kiss my foot is the kiss line my foot I I have, have an apple
1: <laughs>
0: what <laughs> what are these words it's you just amazing. put things in order and you think they make sense but they don't no they don't yeah so he like he wants Someone with substance. Right. Because the joke is that, um, you know, they didn't go to Smith. Right. They didn't go to college. They didn't go to Smith. She couldn't even spell Smith. Right. And he wants someone more intelligent. And he can tell that Betty is that. And I think there's a little bit of unfortunate subtext there, which is that Betty is not the pretty sister. Right. Right she she's not had, the one that the men go for no vera allen is, vera Ellen is the pretty one and rosemary clooney is the like you know plain jane sister which is absurd right. um because she's rosemary clooney but i have known men in real life who have responded to this movie when i have said i just love rosemary clooney so much and they're like yeah she's just not very attractive I'm like okay first of all what the hell are you talking about Right. And secondly, why would that factor into me loving Rosemary Clooney or not?
1: Right. And also you're, I mean, just standards for men are so yeah. low.
0: Right. <laughs> like, Can we look at Bing Crosby I was about in to say, Danny Kay?
1: You're Bing Crosby. Like, take oh. a step back. Um, but I think that the like the resolution of their little love story, obviously very quick. And she hands him her little white knight statue, mm-hmm. which is like very confusing the first time i watched this movie because i'd forgotten that she talked about
0: white knights a million years ago and he's fallen off his horse right he's fallen off his
1: horse but now and then like you know they all kiss around the christmas tree and there's like tiny ballerinas from nowhere who have never been in any (laughs) any other scene in the movie and like just Ah, you know
0: children just children just
1: appearing um but like it's so comfort like it's so cozy Mm um I read, I read a thing, uh, speaking of the dancing and singing, um, not the children, but like, how rosemary clooney later talked about how vera ellen had to have her singing dubbed and rosemary clooney wished they could have dubbed her dancing like her rosemary clooney's dancing Aww. and throughout the movie i am like really aware of this odd sort of dynamic where they got a great singer mm-hmm. who's sort of like i can march <laughs> i can <laughs> yeah i can march really well and that's about as much as i need you to ask of me otherwise put guys on either side of me and let them yes. dance um and then you have vera ellen who's a dancer but really wasn't a singer yeah um, but you're trying to sell them as an act where both of them can do both things. Right. <laughs> like, right. It's a really like the, the efforts made around choreography and around dubbing and stuff were kind of hilarious also. Mm-hmm. But Rosemary Clooney is so elegant. Mm -hmm. her voice is so beautiful yes and of course Bing Crosby voice I mean that's he's like the voice of Christmas right in many ways like I I know I said before I'm not a huge fan of Christmas songs Mm -hmm. but the one that I have to listen to every year is the Bing Crosby David Bowie little drummer boy oh yeah that is my favorite Christmas song and I just his voice is just incredible and it's you know you could stop everything and just listening to these two people sing Mm -hmm. because their voices just do something. Yeah,
0: they both sort of got magical. these lovely kind of deep resonant deep, voices.
1: Yes, and it's and they feel like sincere when they're singing, like mm-hmm. there's emotion in their singing. Yeah. Um so there's just something really beautiful about some aspects of the movie even if it in other ways is kind
0: of goofy. Yeah, so well, I mean, it's, it's it is, cheesy. it's a Christmas it's movie, and so yeah, easy. it's a Christmas musical, yep. Yeah. Um, um, and White Christmas, the song, gets sung in this movie, but it was yes. sung in Holiday, Holiday Inn, Inn first. It was written for the movie Holiday Inn, which is yeah. a problematic movie.
1: It is, um, I'm it, for real glad, sure, that that's not the one you chose. Yeah, it's... it
0: does have blackface in it, yes, so and it's not that problem. much
1: older, like, no, we're talking with, and like six years i think it,
0: yeah and it's, kinda, it's i mean the premise of that movie is is fun and it's got some interesting scenes in it but it's over it's just kind of it's, in general a problematic movie yeah so. it really is um so, yeah. <clears> excuse me um, we understand that it exists and yes. there and there we are
1: but white christmas the song gets rescued by yes. being in white, yes, Res- it does. white christmas Thank goodness. um but yeah so i'm glad i got to rewatch it again like i think Good. this is the the kind of movie i have to watch by myself because nobody in my house likes to watch musicals but me but uh you should
0: tell them to kiss your foot and have an apple. Kiss, kiss your foot. I have no idea what it means. Have an apple.
1: <laughs> okay, so
0: switching gears to movie number 2. Yeah, do you find Lampoon's. any So both of these happen in America. Yeah. Well, okay, I I thought of another <laughs> I thought of another connection, okay. <laughs> so, uh National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, um which came out in 1989, uh directed by Jeremiah Chechik and starring Chevy Chase. Beverly D'Angelo, Juliette Lewis, and Johnny Galecki as the Griswolds, clark ellen audrey and russ and if you've seen any of the other national lampoons vacation movies you know that the children are always audrey and russ but they are played by different actors in each movie um so the parents um clark and ellen are always played by chevy chase and beverly d'angelo but the children audrey and russ are played by different actors in every movie um we also have um uh julia louis dreyfus as um as margo uh one of the (laughs) <laughs> their neighbor yeah married to todd um and um oh gosh um uh, pause i will edit this shoot
1: <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to hit pause i just happened to be right there and then you sorry said it, i was like gonna move my key anyway and <laughs> yeah, randy,
0: <at> <laughs> randy quaid as cousin eddie um, and then like a whole slew of other actors who you will and actresses who you will recognize as they're like family members who show up in extended family. Um, and Sarah, you were the first one. This was your first time seeing this movie. The premise of the movie is very straightforward and it's really just a series of like bits Yeah. Um, And strung together in a very logical way. It makes a lot of sense. Like what's happening. I mean it's actually
1: got more of a plot than White Christmas. Yeah. And but ultimately like the same sort of goal, which is like let's get towards the hijinks, right? So the like, hijinks. Let's, we let's need tie to tie things together. We need a machination to get to the next hijink,
0: right? We need to have. We need to pr- to set up the next hijink. So, um, but the premise of the movie is that, um, Clark Griswold. It's almost Christmas time. It's like, um, I don't know, December tenth-ish or so, um, and uh clark griswold has always wanted to have an old-fashioned family christmas with all the extended family together in one place and do all the Christmassy things and just have family time and all that and his wife um is along for the ride and there to support He's him an but an it's enabler, reminding him um that it is not going to work out the way that he hopes right that he always builds things up in his mind and then they don't go the way that he's planned. So perhaps scale it back a little bit, lower your expectations. And he's like, absolutely not. Um, so Christmas is coming. They're gonna do all sorts of things. We'll talk about what some of those things are. But you know, you have to go out and cut down your own Christmas tree. You've got to have the big family um Christmas dinner. You gotta have eggnog, you've gotta have Christmas sweaters, you've got to have the whole thing, right? All the stuff. I gotta read night uh the night before before Christmas to the children. Everything's gotta kind of happen um, that would happen in a good old-fashioned family Christmas. Um, meanwhile um, Clark works for some food company where he's in charge of food additives or something. And he's created some shellac for, um, for cornflakes for, for cereal. And he works for this big corporation and he's waiting for his Christmas bonus. And he has, um, put a down payment down on a swimming pool for the family. And, his check is not going to cover it unless he gets his bonus. And so he's waiting for his bonus, waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, and he hasn't gotten it. And it's now like Christmas Eve and it still hasn't come. Um, and he's very worried. So that the kind of subplot of the movie um, is, is he going to get this check or not? How much is it going to be? Can he afford to pay for the pool that he's put in? And he's very much thinking about all this. Um they're expecting both sides, both sets of parents to come um, for the holiday. Everybody's having to like double up where they're sleeping. And Russ and Audrey have to sleep in the same bed. And uh, Juliette Lewis is very upset about this. Um,
1: <laughs> she calls her
0: brother a little fungus. Um, Johnny Galecki is a little fungus. A um, little adorable Johnny Galecki. I,
1: okay. I didn't know Johnny Galecki was in this. And yeah. so like confession time, my first ever TV crush was David on Roseanne?
0: Oh wow! And so With I was like, the oh, hair,
1: little Johnny Galecki. I love Johnny Galecki. I yeah. could, I'm probably as someone who doesn't even watch Big Bang Theory regularly, was so happy for him that he got to be on the Big Bang Theory because I just I think he's I know. one of those actors who, like, after childhood he was still short. Yeah, and it just weren't that many parts for him. No. But I just think he's great, and he's so funny in this as a yeah. little kid. Yeah, which is he not really common because kids are not movie funny right? no not usually not usually and, um he has timing and Juliet lewis i think is, is very good as yeah she's uh, great audrey like just the general disdain and like hate hate face that she manages to keep on the whole time
0: yes absolutely she's such a perfect teenager in this movie and then
1: for your two kids
0: like your two random
1: griswold kids to kind of end up being the most famous people in the cast as always i, I know. Know, julia louis dreyfus
0: too yeah course. that's true um, i mean and chevy chase is a household name <laughs> yeah. so but but still She's you're absolutely right yeah He's not unfamous um okay and so along the way also just randomly one day um oh so he's okay so one of the things that clark is dealing with through most of the movie is trying to get his christmas lights to work because right. he's decided to put a thousand ten thousand twinkle lights on the house and other things and he can't get them to light and it's right. this con- source of constant frustration for him and once they're finally lit and everybody's outside admiring them he looks over and cousin eddie has showed up with his wife and two kids and their dog it's big rottweiler snot snot. um and they've showed up in their like disintegrating before our very eyes rv which is just parked in the the driveway um and he is uh how would how would how would you describe cousin eddie and their family they're poor
1: like they're poor yes and backwoodsy and like all of the jokes associated with the poor relations Mm -hmm. um they've got the ugly kids they're not ugly but you know now, what i mean like
0: the daughter the, the daughter's pretty adorable
1: but like but oh,
0: her eyes aren't crossed
1: anymore her eyes used um, to be crossed yep and but then like they're the not like you. they're obviously meant to like be in contrast to the griswolds and so okay wasn't actually like i didn't pick up so he's the wife's husband i mean the wife's cousin yes okay yes. so um and her mom is doris roberts the, yes okay that's right. so like there's this sort of like undertone of like obvious classism at play
0: but uh, it makes no sense because Dor- also, like the doris mom's roberts. parents are the higher class parents yes and the cousin is the lowest of them so I, that's what i was, so I was like oh,
1: i because at first i was like oh so he's clark's cousin but then there's like nope. a reference to being cousin-in-law and i was like and of course like doris roberts is the grandmother or the aunt or the great-aunt or whatever who's like oh the eyes aren't crossed anymore so like it makes sense that those are the family members that go together but like so cousin cousin eddie is like a grifter kind of like
0: I, yeah i like yeah. he
1: shows up and he's like we're gonna stay here for a month and then like <laughs> yeah. tells a really sad story so clark offers to buy the kids presents right but then he's like oh you can't no, i can't let you do that okay here's a item right? like, so like i don't know um how we're supposed to like how these people fit in
0: Um, they're there for comic relief exclusively Um, and they show up in the other movies as well oh do they okay yeah these relations that they visit along the like car trip um on on the road trip and things so um yeah cousin eddie is in summer vacation someone just called it vacation
1: but i only remember is that they get there at the end and it's closed like that's all i remember about summer vacation i feel like i just like that's a weird but then they hold I left the, the and
0: hostage and make them uh, oh do they really <laughs> yes and I they make not them remember open this. this open the and i know i've seen
1: part of the european vacation because i remember the scene where they get stuck in a roundabout yeah like at, that's it that's all i have yeah. national Lampoon's wise is like the ending of summer vacation and the traffic circle and, and european vacation uh and that's then funny. all the quotes from this one that people have been shouting around me
0: yeah i way. wondered if you were like oh that's what's that that that's the,
1: the one that's that that's i have seen the point. most like i don't know why this is the one that kind of has come out the most lately because it used to be cousin eddie i mean like shitter's full right like that kind of stuff uh-huh. but now it's the why is the carpet wet
0: i don't know margo oh,
1: margo like that for some reason i'm seeing that on like t-shirts and like yeah. christmas ornaments um and i'm like oh okay that's where that's from that's where that's
0: from <laughs> okay yeah. it's Todd
1: and Margo um but yeah no I've heard things from this movie my whole life and like I knew that the light thing was a thing um I just feel like it's it's sort of infiltrated Christmas I just mm-hmm. never had mm-hmm. actually seen the source material
0: that's really funny yeah. um so having watched this movie mostly once a year for most of my life um, I know it kind of inside and out, and yeah. there are parts of it that are funny to me before the scene even starts because they're, you know, they have they're just in because you know my it's coming. Yeah. They're part of my DNA. um But I'm curious what you thought of it, and you're allowed to have hated it. I kind um, of did. Okay, I felt that's terrible fine. the whole time. No, you don't like, have to like it. Oh my god,
1: um, this movie! Nothing about this is funny. Like, I okay. So I I found a few things funny. They are mostly in the second half. um uh-huh. Partly, I think it's that Clark Griswold, like, I don't I think you'd have to, like, go into a lab and genetically engineer a character that I hated more than this one. Like, he seems designed <laughs> for me to just be just generally just dis- I cannot handle him. And partly it's yeah. like Chevy Chase is a person who, like, activates that part of my brain where I'm just like, you're a bad person and mean. Um. Partly it's because the opening scene of this movie, I'm just like, you are such a moron and you are so stupid and you're just like, I'm going to be the big the big man and get the big Christmas tree and drive under the truck with my family in the car. Anyway, but I just, his general sort of smugness. Um, I, I just don't like Clark. And I know that you're not supposed to think Clark is like a perfect dad or anything, but like Clark wants you to think he is. And I'm just like, shut up. Um, I, I did find the kids funny. Yeah. Um, I also really liked aunt Bethany. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um so i enjoyed the cat yeah <laughs> wrapped in the box um, yeah yeah yellow salad but like uh and her singing i thought that yes. the, those little details were pretty funny um but like i i thought okay cousin eddie everyone's like always talking about cousin eddie i did not find cousin eddie funny at all no and i and it wasn't even just a level of like stop making fun of poor people it was more like i don't find this performance funny and i actually normally do think randy quaid's pretty funny uh-huh um, I laughed at the turkey yeah. The turkey. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I was just like, I don't know. I just felt like because everyone loves this movie so much and laughs so much at this movie that I was going to laugh a lot more than I did. Um, like I said, I thought the kids were funny. I thought they did a good job. Um, I ended up feeling like part of the problem was that I actually related to Margot um, at several moments. <laughs> and so I was like, I hate the Griswolds. How dare they? Like, they're breaking her house. They're keeping yeah, her from oh, sleeping. yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus doesn't have a lot to do here. Um, Like, she gets, like, eight lines in the whole movie. But and all the of moment where perfect. Todd is like, I just want to take off your clothes and drink some wine and kiss you all over. And she's like, after, after you, you shower. shower. Of course. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, Julia Louis Dreyfus is yes, well Margot. I agree. Yes. Um, but like, I'm like, I know we're supposed to hate them. I know that they're the yuppies. I know they're like the bad '80s awful characters. Uh, but so is Chevy Chase. Like, he yes, works he for is an evil corporation. Um, one other thing I did find funny was that he shows up at his boss's office with the very special gift that he and his wife picked out, and then there's like the 17 identical, like, yes. desk organizers, <laughs> yes. just all hanging out. Um, but like." When he gets the when he gets the bonus and it turns out not to be a check. I know that scene is famous, right? I know that people are like, this is a great like improv Chevy Chase moment. And I was just sitting there like, yeah, I get it. Like, this is actually legitimately. Yeah. Be pissed off. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the SWAT team thing happens and I'm like, everything is going too crazy for me.
0: Too crazy. Yeah, it goes absolutely it crazy it's so weird. i feel
1: like if i maybe if i'd grown up with it as a child i wouldn't have had the reactions that i had but i just was expecting i think um the kind of like balance between hijinks to be a little bit no it's, there's it's no balance constant yes there's
0: no balance um, at and all. there's
1: just so many things where i'm just like i'm just rolling my eyes at clark and i have no desire to see him succeed like i want his christmas to suck like when the squirrel shows up, I'm just like, "You earned that squirrel." I love that's the what
0: squirrel. you got. <laughs> okay. So the part that is just unfailingly, okay. So in my house, in my family, we, there are a lot of lines that we quoted each other a lot. As as you as you know,
1: as I yes, I you're not the From, only friend I have who
0: whose right. family are big fans of this film. Right. So like little full, a lot of sap. That one. <laughs> um, but when the squirrel comes out and we say i'm gonna catch him in the coat and hit him with a hammer um that one always gets me but even if you don't like it and i understand you didn't and you are not required to like the movie it's a <laughs> lot the movie's a lot it is a lot i, don't think, this, I'm a I don't think the national lampoon's audience the scene. There, mind. okay but but i want you to try to intellectually appreciate the scene <laughs> okay where The squirrel, they aren't sure where the squirrel is, and they're running up the stairs and then running back down the stairs because the part where they go running back down the stairs and the squirrel's actually on Chevy Chase's back. And he goes, it's a perfect physical comedy when he goes down the stairs with his feet. Like they're not actually on the steps and maybe he didn't pay attention, but he's like, his feet are just kind of like sliding, skipping down the steps <laughs> Yeah. and his little hat, his little sand hat is like flopping in the squirrels on his back. And that always gets me as a perfect <laughs> physical comedy moment. And I don't really appreciate physical comedy. Per- I was going
1: to say that. Yeah. That's, it is that's not funny. my
0: thing, but, but that, that one, that was- moment I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. That's a perfect moment of physical comedy. <laughs> um and that whole scene i think the way that the timing is set up and the way that they yeah.
1: i think that one works better than a lot of the other scenes yeah
0: then the squirrel goes out and the dog goes out and Margot's standing right there and he just closes the door and says gone um i think is a <laughs> is a very good tight scene um, yes but-
1: i think that's maybe what i'm missing here and i don't know why i'm willing to forgive it in uh arguably much stupider musical than i am in um like a slapsticky comedy um but i was just like so many of these scenes just either went on too long or like the the punchline wasn't as good as they thought it was um like and then you knew that somebody was gonna get like exploded by this the sewage fumes you yes. knew it was gonna happen you're just waiting like and you're just like you're gonna set the old guy okay like you already took his toupee like let him have a moment like um and the things that I did like didn't get enough. I think like I was actually really interested, but maybe this is just my like these are the things I'm interested in, um, in the family dynamics between the parents. Mm-hmm. And we don't get enough of it. I actually would have a- loved to see more of the moms. Like, yeah,
0: I think that would have been great. I do think it's funny how you hear there are lots of moments that you hear them in the background. Yes, like at each other about like know
1: that they hate each other. And we have a general sense th- of why. I just need
0: two pieces of bread. I need, blah, 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 blah. I have to take my pill. And you can just like hear them bitching in the background. And the people that are on screen are like hiding.
1: <laughs> yeah. <from them>. <laughs> um, mean, partly it's just that I think Doris Roberts is hilarious. Um, yes. And yes. Like, I wasn't huge. Everybody loves Raymond fan, but I thought she was, she and, uh, oh, my God. I forgot his name. Brad Garrett. Yeah. No, her husband, the guy who played her husband. Frank, oh, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Um, for him as well
1: but frank he's not frank i'm probably thinking frank because of young frankenstein but like they had a dynamic like an old school comedy sort Uh of like Uh delivery and timing thing and i felt like that was not given as much space as i would have liked um because instead we were like driving under trucks and like pissing off rednecks i mean it was just like the stuff that the clark centric stuff the other thing i didn't mind it it's very 80s like it's not surprising when he sees the hot um girl and then she comes back into like his fantasy later when he's staring out and imagining the pool Uh and it's very like phoebe cates and fast Uh times like yeah um i was like this is all very 80s i'm not surprised or offended by this but i was just like i'm also not interested in it like i don't find it inherently funny
0: yeah, there's like, um, a running, there's like a running gag in the vacation movies of him, like, him, he fantasizing like a, about a beautiful woman who he has okay. seen during the course of...
1: Yeah, like, I feel like you could almost name an 80s movie and find me one that doesn't have a scene like that in it. Like, but um, I did enjoy that when his niece came in, they had that great conversation where she said, shit and bricks. And he says, don't say that word. And she says, oh, okay, shit and rocks. Shit that rocks. I thought was funny. That's the kind of humor that I was like, more of that, please. Like, that yeah. was funny. And, like... A little kid can deliver that you know guilelessly and it's funny but anyway yeah I um I literally was sitting on my couch like okay it's just the beginning it's just the opening scenes like it's just establishing the family dynamic like it's gonna get better but every time more people came in to the movie I was like oh but this is making it less and less like it's just too many characters now and like the ones I'm most interested in are getting the least screen time at this point and like Everything's, I don't know, the lights are crazy and things are blowing up and you know, sewage. Like I just, yeah. I I think partly I'm just way too old to see it for the first time. And as that has worked out in the past, right? Like it worked out really well for Nightmare on Elm Street to be watching oh, yeah, it now. It um, uh, but like this one, I'm just like, oh no, this is not I but I also feel like there's probably reasons that like my family didn't watch this movie growing up, and this is like not the kind of humor
0: mm-hmm. that
1: we collectively sort of have amongst ourselves and so it just didn't it didn't become part of my tradition and so now it's too
0: late yeah like
1: the catcher of the rye catcher in the rye of christmas movies like if you You can't read it it. 16 yeah we gotta read it when you're 16 or younger yeah Yeah, you're done though your moment has passed your ability to enjoy or relate is is overcome so but when i realized that i was relating to margo i was like all right (laughs) i guess i'm out (laughs) like i'm that i'm that person they hate me in this movie
0: <laughs> oh, God. you know it's funny i don't know if there was ever a time where i was just like oh i hate those neighbor hate people those so yuppies. much they're awful <laughs> but they just seem a, a lot they seem just they're just yeah, very I... pretentious with their matching yeah. silver they're matching names.
1: they're matching when wind uh, breaker suits that we all had in the 80s so watching them to. sit
0: there completely baffled by what has happened to their sound system <laughs> because their it's house broken is, like, so tacky and awful yes it is and they d- i mean do they like each other or are they just like oh, but that's not partners, a requirement you know they're basically like these are the characters
1: that in like best in show become yeah the yuppies with the
0: braces and the yes. where's busy bee Yes. Uh, and I like them too so like, oh, that's so funny <laughs> that's so fun. I mean I enjoy watching them be like what the hell happened here <laughs> yeah. why is the floor wet Todd I, I don't, don't know, know Margo. Margo it's, so no, jo- now it's I know enjoyable the- but yeah. I know
1: the source of all the quotes now um and again I don't know if it's just that I'm like so anti-clark slash anti-chevy that it just becomes impossible to enjoy because i'm just like stop enabling this asshole like like oh the giant tree you know they're like like hobbits or something like going to like return the ring they have to walk so far out into the (laughs) snow and like audrey's frozen and she'll talk about it i can't feel my eyes (laughs) i was just like this is not fun for anybody nobody's enjoying this stop stop doing this self-serving nonsense because you have this idea in your head of what a perfect christmas is um and his wife is just like oh sparky I'm like shut up ma'am that is <laughs> you tell him no i did kind of i did enjoy the fact that the lights were on a switch and then yeah. it took him a while to figure that out that that i thought was funny but i didn't find the lights themselves funny i found the lights offensive i was like stop it like you had drained the entire town but not that's- actually Sarah it's okay <laughs> I just I'm just like it's so selfish and self-serving and like so oh. much about wanting to be the hero and make Christmas perfect and I'm just like oh shut up you just know especially because his wife does say like it's not going to work out the way you want let's lower our expectations maybe let's not get a Christmas tree that's 18 feet tall yeah. and has squirrels in it like it's just that like that complete refusal to acknowledge reality I mean, he's very, very welcome to be an angry man. Like he's very, very justified in being pissed off at being bonused a jam of the month club mm-hmm. by his incredibly rich boss. And I do enjoy the kind of come up and and everybody gets a 20%, you know, raise or whatever at the end. Um, Cause his own wife is like, you asshole, you're only yes. giving them jam. Like, yeah, like that's, yeah, it's good. But it's still work for the evil corporation. Yeah. He's still getting a swimming pool. It's just like ugh. anyway so um it wasn't like angry like i can't believe anyone likes this movie it was more like this movie feels the targeted attempt to piss me off personally <laughs>
0: <laughs> so oh my god i mean <laughs> is it terrible that i'm all that amuses me that's i think so that's great funny. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I mean, I feel like when we started this, it was partly based on the premise that you and I do not agree on movies, and then we yeah, just, unha- like just flaggingly been... agreed with each other for like
0: we have been agreeing weeks. a lot. Although, <laughs> yeah, <I'll... laughs> I'm sure it won't
1: last forever.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Okay, yeah. wow. So that um, is
0: very amusing.
1: But I, I do think like I hadn't thought about it, but I do think both movies do have that sort of like, don't think too hard about it. Just let's get to the next. Mm-hmm. Sort of centerpiece thing which does oh. make a lot of sense for Christmas right like it's going to be in the background you just look up for-, for the parts that you
0: like the most I forgot to say but there's also one very explicit connection between the movies oh is there because there's a moment when Chevy Chase is having a rant and he says this is going to be the hap 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 this is a holiday since <laughs> Bing Crosby danced with Danny fucking K <laughs> so he, re- he references White christmas. white christmas Okay. life, <laughs> i had forgotten that and i was watching i was like ah there it is there it is <laughs> doing the work for you yay
1: <laughs> um okay so that was our that was the the last of our personal favorites yes uh and now we're actually already far enough into the month that we are going to be talking next about the last movie and Uh
0: the book yep next week is our last set of christmas texts and holiday texts so um we'll be discussing the movie the holiday very 2006 yep and uh, of course our movie for the month green glass house by kate milford how's that going for you sarah i'm really enjoying it
1: um i still have about a quarter of it left Mm-hmm. and uh the weather has not been cooperating by offering me the snow I need to like curl up on the couch and finish man it. But I think it's coming today
0: so I would love some it's just been in the 60s every day I'm lying Here. it is snowing now um
1: yeah <laughs> yay!
0: so jealous um,
1: we actually had a beautiful snow last week and I was just too busy with other stuff to get to sit and enjoy it the way I wanted to Aww. um but I think we're supposed to get a couple inches tonight so uh hopefully I'll get to, to find some reading time but I'm really liking it um I like this protagonist a lot. Uh, I like that it's doing some really cool and interesting things with like wordplay and like um, I enjoy a mystery that treats child readers like they're not stupid. So yeah, this is going well. I I haven't seen the holiday in like a billion years. So I'm excited to see about how we put them together.
0: Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I have been reading, although I've had to leave him behind and carry on on my own, but I was reading some of this to my son And I will say um, that there is this kind of cable car, not a cable car, but there is this car Mm. that like brings people from the bottom of a hill up to the top of a hill to the inn, and it's called the Wilferber Whirlwind, and it is. I couldn't just, I couldn't say it just then. Hard to say, but you have to say it a lot of times when you're reading it out loud. Your six year old who will correct you. He's just like what? What was it?
1: Thanks, thanks, so, author. um I feel like yeah. have you ever heard that? Like, I don't know if it's a true story or not, but I feel like it's um like become urban lore. Is that Stephen Fry had a hard time with? I can't remember what word it was in the Harry Potter books, and so when Rowling found out, she put that word in more for oh subsequent books. Because and I don't remember what word it was. Um, but Stephen Fry, who's got like that incredible voice uh-huh. and is an incredible reader was just coming up again over and over again and then the oh ben- benedict cumberbatch can't say penguin and he did like a he did a documentary where he was the narrator and it involved penguins and he can't say penguin right i don't remember how he says it wrong i but...
0: now that you say that i'm like oh i think i've seen him try to say penguin he can't say penguin and it and it's just over and over and over again so yeah one of my kids and i can't remember which one now used to say penguin when they were, <laughs> they were I,
1: and now I'm self-conscious about how I'm saying penguin. I'm like, am I saying it right? That's normal. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of penguins. Our local zoo has, um, a little, what's the collective noun for penguins? Are they a flock? I know they're birds, but like that feels
0: wrong. Yeah, a that's flock not of penguins. right. Yeah, um, yeah, a flock of penguins. But I'm, sure, I know they've got another. They've flock got
1: this down. lovely flock of penguins, and um, one of them is particularly sociable. So sometimes they take him out and let him just like wander around oh, on the so sidewalk. Cute. Um, and so you don't, you don't approach the penguin. You let him come to you, but he really does like being out where the people are. It's so charming. That's adorable. he's like cool. I'm a person. I'm a human. That yeah, is
0: so cute. I'll be a
1: people too. So anyway, um
0: they are a colony by the way a colony oh famous. colony yeah okay
1: thumbs up um okay so we go so we'll finish up the book we'll mm-hmm. watch the movie yes. um and i feel like my memory of of the holiday is that i enjoyed it but also and i will verify if this is correct next week just really wanted to live in kate winslet's house.
0: Yes. Like that's what I cottage. mostly remember.
1: Yes, little cottage oh, it's got like the old school, like steel tub and like. And
0: if Jude Law wants to come and knock <laughs> on my door at like one in the morning, drunk and willing to kiss strangers, that's other perks okay to me. living in
1: Kate Winslet's house, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, and yeah. then after that, we will be starting to wrap it up for the year because yeah, twenty twenty three is almost over. Sure, and is. let me tell you, my deep dislike of odd numbers and prime numbers. I am ready to get back to an even number year.
0: This has been um, outside of this podcast, which has been a joy and a pleasure. Yes. um, And some other moments along the way. It has been a pretty crummy year for me. So So let's kick it
1: on its ass on its way out the door.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Let's. um, Yeah, we'll find some fun. Okay. Well, lovely to talk to you, Sarah. As always. Have a great
1: day.